The Ohima Health and Wellness Podcast is a place created for people to share their experiences and lives that can include triggering and sensitive topics, such as different types of abuse, such as racism, sexism, substance abuse, classism, etc. The content in the podcast and on our webpage are not intended to constitute or be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your therapist or other qualified mental health professionals with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you have heard on the podcast or on our website. We aim to create a safe and brave space that prides itself in the inclusivity of Black, Indigenous women of color. Thank you for your time and continued participation and support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, Ohemas. Thank you for joining us again for this episode of the Ohema Health and Wellness Podcast. Yes. yes. How are you today, Kat? I'm doing great. How are you, girl? <laughs> I'm good, you know, just getting through. <laughs> yes. Another another week. Um, but I'm really glad to be here. Me too. Yes. Yes. So Kat, what was your inspiration of the week? <laughs> yes. Um, so this week, my inspiration was a quote by Dr. Maya Angelou, um, Auntie, who may she rest in power. Um, but uh, yes, so she is someone that I, I think I brought up something she brought up last week too, but I don't know. It's been a Maya like last two weeks <laughs> with quotes. Um, but the quote that I have here or the message that I received um, th- that I thought about was this quote, I learned uh, that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Um, And I chose this because there was um, some instances in that week um, or in this week, (laughs) okay, Um, in this week (laughs) where um, I was remembering some of the things that people had done to me in the past, but specifically um, when I was in grad school and uh in my grad program people were actually so I was friends with everyone because you know I just didn't give a fuck but um but people were really cliquish and so um and they would only talk to certain people and there was this one specific person that would talk to um only specific people and uh I had a friend who so this is a friend of mine who actually started well she's part of this organization and she started this organization and she wanted me and some of her other friends to be involved but the founder of the organization wasn't very nice to me in in grad school she was very Mm. cliquish and very kind of like like I don't really talk to you and so I I this quote came to me because it's like if she was just nice to me when we were in school or even just acknowledged my existence you know, then maybe I would have actually, you know, maybe participated in this. Now, if it was my friend that was starting this, because she's started some really amazing stuff on our campus, outside of our campus, she's done some really amazing work. If it was her doing this, I'd have been on it, no doubt, be like, I am going to join. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it was a constant reminder of like, you know, every in everything you do with our community, with everything that you say, everything you think, you have it's not about you. It's about how you make others feel about things, right? So it was a reminder for me as like a wellness check. Like remember that you are not only impacting you, you're impacting those you love and those who you talk to, people you see every day. They'll remember, they won't remember what you did. They won't remember um, uh, what you said, but they will definitely remember how you made them feel. And I think Mitra, even like it's almost been 10 years since we've been out of school, right? 2012. Oh gosh, why are you doing this? <laughs> Only, but that's the thing. I remember 10, almost 10 years ago. Well, it's like eight years, almost eight years ago yeah. when we were gallivanting all over UCLA's campus. Yes, and just like, yes. and there was people in our cohort that babe. were doing the most. But mm-hmm. yeah, and but like there's certain people that if I can if I talk to, I was like, oh my gosh, I really miss this person. I have not talked to them in years, but they were so amazing. People will remember that. So I think that's just a good reminder for me. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us too. So that's why I chose this quote. Yeah, no, I 
10 million percent agree um I actually also love that quote of hers and it's so true and I I definitely like I won't remember exact things people said well sometimes honestly sometimes. it really depends on the situation yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> I'll, where I'll be like at uh five o'clock <laughs> on Monday September the third you know <laughs> you said this but no I'm just <laughs> no what no, I'm trying real, to <laughs> no yeah I know I had to be like hold up let me not lie uh <laughs> no and and of course like as a therapist I remember I have a really good memory but I agree with this quote in the sense that what really is strong like the feeling that is strong when I it like memory wise it is always how people made me feel like right. did I feel safe did I feel mm. accepted did I feel loved did I right. feel you know what I mean and right. um and yeah and then I also remember the times people didn't make me feel safe and when they right. made me feel judged and when right I felt hurt. So it is, it is like so much more important than the things people say or do. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. People can be just basically be, be good, be a good person, be a good human. People remember things just basically be, be good, be a good person, be a good human. People remember things. I, to this day, remember like mean bullies from elementary oh. school because of how I felt. Maybe I don't necessarily remember, you know, every little thing that they said right. or did, but I remember how badly right. I would feel. Right. And I remember who they were. Mm -hmm, I still remember your mm -hmm. ass. If, if you're hearing you this today, to same this here. Right All now. the bullies from. And you know, I won't even say your names, mm -mm. but you know what? You know who you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you was wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we so silly today? It's I okay. don't know. I like it's it. been weird today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day. Yeah. Yes. But you were going to ask me what, uh, what my inspiration yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your IOTW inspiration of the week? Okay, baby. What? <laughs> yeah. So actually I'm glad that you also used a quote from the same auntie because mine is also the same Audre Lorde. Yes. And I think I did that last week as well. Um, and this quote is your silence will not protect you. And it's from a larger piece, which I'm sure if a lot of you are familiar with, um, Audrey Lord, you probably know. Uh, and I actually have this tattooed on my body. Oh, really? On my oh, arm. wow. I do. Oh. Yeah. So I, um, I actually have it tattooed on my right mm. arm. So like my inner forearm. And I have it there for a very specific reason. So that I can remind myself to use my voice because honestly, I've been silenced many, 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 many times, yeah. as I'm sure many folks can um, empathize with that and maybe also feel the same way. I've been talked over a lot. I've, uh, you know, and I just, there's a lot of times where I just felt like the message I was getting is your voice isn't that important. So you don't get to talk mm. or no, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a message. I felt like I got a lot. So I got to the point where I was like, y'all about to hear me. Okay. Right. Um, and it's a reminder to just use my voice, even when I'm scared, even if my voice is shaky, maybe I'm crying while I'm using my voice, but I told myself, use your fucking voice. Like no matter what, be scared yeah. while you're using it, but fucking use right. it. And, um, I will say ever since I made that decision and ever since I, I got that tattoo, mm. I do look at it to remind me and it does remind me and it never loses the magic of reminding right. me to use my voice authentically is the most important um, piece for me is to use my voice authentically and not um, let my fear hold me back from using my voice. So that's why I chose That's it. amazing. I feel like I'm struggling with it. I keep things bottled in up sometimes and I learned that today, but, <laughs> but I definitely need to, um, I definitely, I think our voices need to be here in everything, in our spaces at work with our, especially with like our families. Right. Cause some of us feel as that, well, 
some of us don't have that power to do so, but those of us who can speak up, speak up now. Um, yeah. Friends, anybody, you have that voice. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and, and I am aware that, you know, some folks aren't in situations where it's safe for them to, and, and so, you know, that's, that's also something I keep in mind. So it's definitely not a judgment of, oh, if you're, no. you know, not using your voice, then, you know, it's more just a personal right. reminder for me and why I chose it and something that I find to be it's very powerful, powerful yeah. because my, my silence has been not mm-hmm. in my, in my uh, experience my silence hasn't protected me. It's actually, it's just made me feel worse. It's made me feel small and less important when I, when I don't use my voice. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I fucking matter. What I have to say fucking matters. And maybe me using my voice will inspire someone else that's been silenced for a long time. That maybe vibes with something about me and my energy or what I say. So, um, if I can just like inspire one other person, that's just been feeling like, you know what I've, I've been silencing myself for a long time and, and, and I want to use my voice too. even just one person that would make me so happy to know that. So, yeah. Mm, That's amazing. Okay, well, thanks for sharing yeah. that, Mitra. Um, and so now we'll get into the rest of the episode. Music. I can't. Okay. Hello, OMS. <laughs> Our guest for today's episode is Jamila Pratt. Jamila is a middle school teacher, author, and mentor. Welcome, Jamila. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So our first question is, what does your health and wellness journey look like currently? Oh, my health and wellness journey right now is comprised of lots of water drinking, um, every day I've recommitted myself to that countless times, but I think this time, um, has been a lot easier. Um, regular exercise, be it, um, CrossFit or running or just walking, um, in the afternoons and, um, just eating good food, taking care of myself physically, as well as mentally taking breaks. That's Ooh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's Something hard that, yeah it's hard yeah. to do um I'm somebody who likes to get a lot of stuff done or I, I, I like to feel as though I'm being productive and it feels odd when I'm not mm-hmm. I feel like I'm out of sorts when I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of stuff going on right so just yeah. taking a moment to like oh yeah you don't have to do all of that today in fact you don't have to do yeah. all of that at all <laughs> just um walking away from the computer walking away from having you know to-do lists just giving myself you know a moment whether that's 10 minutes or an hour or like right now I'm taking um a digital break and it's it'll be three weeks on Tuesday oh wow oh wow and yeah (laughs) Yeah. so Mm -hmm. other than working um on zoom I'm not on social media I'm trying to stay away from screens and um it's been amazing it's been very quiet um I feel like I have a lot more time (laughs) yeah I don't feel angst I don't feel like I need to catch up with what everybody else is doing yeah um and overall it it actually I didn't mean for it to be this long Mm. but um I'm like okay it's been a week oh okay I feel all right can I do another couple of days and I just kept going and I feel like I probably won't return to social media um right away until it feels Mm. organic like I really want to and I'm not doing it just because like oh it's been three weeks I haven't been on social media and I gotta set all these Mm. posts out and (laughs) yes you know um yeah because it was starting to feel like this performative thing that I was doing for everybody else and I'm like, what about me? <laughs> we were literally just talking about this, Jamila. Yeah. Like, yes. I have no idea. 
like literally right now today (laughs) this is so perfect (laughs) i love it i love it yeah. No, because it was it was becoming an it was kind of becoming a little bit of an issue. Like when should we post? And like you just saying this, Mitra said it, but you even just saying this, it's just like, oh, it's confirming. Like it yeah. should not be so stressful. It's- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, I mean, fun, informative, right? A way to connect. And right. Right. when you lose that because you're worried about uh, analytics and you're worried mm-hmm. about well, I haven't posted right. it. It's, it's it's 9 p.m. and no one's going to see it because it's too late according to statistics oh and about yeah. then it Mm-mm. takes the joy out of it. It's no yeah, it's it not fun for you. Um and then there's it's not organic anymore. It's like it's a chore and it shouldn't yeah. be a chore. Mm-mm. I feel yeah. that. And then it doesn't like for me, I feel like it doesn't feel authentic mm-hmm. if I'm just like you know, oh shit, I haven't posted in a few days. I yep. need to like post so that I can keep up engagement or I need yeah. to, you know, I mean, there is something to be said about consistency. Yes. But like, yeah, be consistently authentic with your post Ooh. is what I feel, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I try to try to do because if I get caught up in even, especially honestly, as a therapist, like a lot of therapists have a similar look to, and no shade, no shade, but there's like a similar look to, <laughs> their grid Mm -hmm, right and if I sat Mm -hmm. here trying to keep up with that then I wouldn't be authentic because I'd be like kind of just trying to match Mm -hmm. the energy of the you know Instagram therapist community or whatever so I had to let go of that and be like all right cool they can do their thing but I'm only gonna post when I'm really feeling it when it feels authentic and and I'm happy with like the engagement I get when I do post. So yeah, I feel you. Basically, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it. I think as someone who's like definitely trying to stay engaged with other writers, stay engaged with an audience, um, I feel like though all of those ideas have kind of been prescribed to us. Like, oh, you must, you must. This is how you do it. And um then you get into this like hamster wheel <laughs> of right. post, post, post. Okay, at this time, at that time, several days a week, you know, seven days a week. You just keep doing it. You gotta have it. No. Yeah. And it's just not there's there's burnout with that. So mm-hmm. I, I'd rather yeah. not. Um and you know, actually I probably wouldn't have taken such a long time off, but it, the, the way that it actually got started was that um, I was on Zoom teaching and the internet dropped out, just went out completely. And I was offline for three hours. So basically all of the school oh day. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's, it's that short now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, freaking out. And then so the end of the day, you know, I, I internet was restored. It was actually an outage for the entire area. So it wasn't anything that I had done, you know, because I was like, okay, turn the computer off, uh, mess with the modem, um, you know, and it was just like this panic. And so for the rest of the day, I was like, you know, maybe this is a sign. You don't need to get on the internet today. You can, no. it's okay. You don't have to get on no. social media. You don't have to make any posts. You'll be all right. Just take a break. No. And then the break just kept rolling. <laughs> so I'm still... <laughs> I'm still rolling with the break. I'm fine with it. And, you know, there were these thoughts like, oh, it's Black History Month. And, you know, you should be on there posting about your favorite authors. And um, mm-hmm. with like business, you can like get people to purchase from a Black owned store. And I'm like, yeah, that'll all be there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could potentially be losing followers or customers or whatever. But if we look at things like from a, perspective of abundance and what feels good for me like that's all gonna be there like they'll right. you know I will attract them at some point and honestly with you saying that too um I used to actually freak out about that when uh I would post stuff mm-hmm. but then people don't actually leave they just stay following so even if you take a break people do understand that you are yeah. taking a break so yeah there's no stress in that too yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, your mental health and wellness too. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Right. And I feel like if someone's leaving because you haven't posted in a while, then they're not there for the content. They're there on some, I don't even know. I don't even, yep. but, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> like, a good point. Yeah. And then I'm like, bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, wow. Thank you for sharing your current uh, health and wellness journey with us. Um, but let's, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about how you got to this place where you are now. So from the beginning, um, who or what inspired you to share your story, um, in terms of like your health and wellness journey, um, and how did they, or, um, what experiences led you to where you are now today with your current health and wellness journey? Okay. Um, oh, I think this really just started with me and just Mm -hmm. um and I'm you know I'm I know I'm with like a safe group so I know this doesn't sound like oh she's self-centered but Mm -hmm. it was more about I need um to share for it to be like this cathartic experience for me so it was more about getting the feelings the thoughts the anxieties the depression PTSD all of it out just so that I could like move forward Um, so I could manage, you know, day-to-day life, um, without it feeling overwhelming all the time. So I think that's really like the basis of it. And then just starting to connect with other people and hearing, oh, I'm so glad you, you said it that way, or, oh, you said it, you know, you've articulated something that I've been feeling for a long time or, you know, anything from, oh, that mirrors exactly what I've been going through and just hearing people, um, say how like validating it is to hear someone else go through or um, think the same way or have the same perspective about whatever their um, mental health journey is. So um, that's been, um, I guess, empowering or validating Mm, Um, because just hearing like, okay, you're not by yourself and yeah, we know that, but then when you have someone you know, tell you that specifically, or you have several people tell you that specifically, then it's like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Um, there's a community of people like myself from whatever backgrounds that are experiencing, thinking, feeling the same things. And um, it's nice to have those people around you and um, someone you can relate to and know that, you know, cause a lot of times things you just think about that you're all in your head like you're you mm-hmm. don't um you kind of get like it maybe cycle of ideas or thoughts and you don't think about oh somebody else might be experiencing this let me talk mm-hmm. to someone else you just feel like it's you alone mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. and there's nobody else it, it it's even worse because there's nobody else out there feeling or thinking the same thing experiencing the same thing and mm-hmm. that is nothing further from the truth because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many other people um, out there who are feeling or thinking something similar or maybe the exact same um, as how you articulated. And so it's just good to be able to share that and create a community around um, around these things about your health and, and, and your wellness. So, right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I feel that Jamila that actually I was just silent. Cause I was like thinking about, right, about right. what you were saying. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I really feel that like I, because I love like listening to you and seeing what you have to say. And I really connect to a lot of the things you share and, um, and, and just, we've talked before just in private and I feel like we can relate on some things deeply and it does, it does feel, feel good to connect with someone and be like, you get it. And I don't have to over explain for you to get it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, But yeah, sorry for my, I was silent because I was just like, I was really feeling, I was like really marinating in that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes. uh, So that being said, and you do share your story a lot by writing and and blogging. You're writing a novel, which yeah, yes. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle just to like sit there and write. Right. And oh, I'm yeah. so Definitely. fucking excited 
to read your work when it is finished. And I love when you share these snippets of it on your Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, But yeah, do you want to talk in a little bit about that or your blogging? Sure. Um, Well, this kind of goes back to the last question too, in terms of um, sharing my journey, like the starting of the book was three years after I was raped in high school. Mm. And it was just like, let me do something. Cause I've just been sitting here with this secret. Nobody knows. Um, it was, you know, very, very painful mentally, the physical pain, you know, negligible. It was the mental scarring afterward. Right. And so I, the, in the best way I could at that time, like, okay, I'm going to write about this because writing always makes me feel good. And so mm-hmm. even if this never goes anywhere, like I got to write this down. Um, mm-hmm. If I publish, it could be anonymous. I don't care. Just, I need to get all of these things out because all of the memories, all of the work, everything was just sitting in my body. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't, continue to function that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially having not spoken to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like, okay, this is the best thing my teenage self can do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to cost me any money in some way be effective for me. If nothing else, if I don't talk to anybody about it, at least I can, you know, start writing. And so I did. And, you know, that was on and off because I did a lot of reliving while I was writing and that was terrible <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. it was just like it was very triggering and so yeah. that made the writing so fucking difficult like mm. I'd start and then I get to a point I'm like okay I can't do this or mm. I've written one word that was just like it sent me over the edge and it would make mm-hmm. me depressed and mm-hmm. it would like bring on anxiety and I was like hypervigilant and like yeah. Couldn't I, I felt like I couldn't trust anything. And then it was just, you know, like, okay, I gotta keep myself busy. And so that cycles of that. And then mm-hmm. I come back to it maybe in a few weeks or months. And then um that writing paired with therapy though mm-hmm. um was a mm-hmm. great breakthrough because mm-hmm. I was able to deal with the feelings and um deal with um the flashbacks and all of those things and then it freed me up to write and Mm. I started getting you know tools to help me kind of um separate what I was writing versus what I experienced Mm. um and then I realized oh yeah you you know it doesn't have to be word for word everything that happened you can like fictionalize it so that it's not so much real and my you know I figured that was a like a trick for my mind or my memories to make it as if um it was something more that I witnessed versus something that I was experiencing at the same time I was writing it so Mm -hmm. that um that was very helpful um so in that way it did you know serve its purpose in terms of um being that cathartic thing and just getting getting everything out and then um once I did that and I could go back and start fine-tuning yeah that made things a lot easier because it's like okay Mm. um it allowed me I think one of the cool things about it was it allowed me to see myself um Mm. and and have compassion for the younger me who went through all of those things mm. um and before I, w- I think I was just feeling it all at once like oh this that sucks <laughs> um right. why did all this happen to me it was like this woe is me mm-hmm. um sinking further into depression kind of thing and um but then there was still like this idea that okay I went through this and looking at rape statistics, looking at stories mm-hmm. that we see in the news, there mm-hmm. are other girls, there are other young women, there are older women, there are mm-hmm. men who have experienced this and even worse. Yes. I'm fortunate because I'm still alive. I'm fortunate because I'm a survivor. Like, 
Um, so I had to like change my, you know, perspective and evolve, um, my thinking about it. Mm. And so as these things are happening again, it just made the writing easier. And I'm like, okay, I'm writing this for someone else who may be experiencing something similar. I'm writing this for someone who didn't survive. I'm writing this for someone Mm. who is probably more, um, a lot more impacted physically or mentally because of their experience. So, um, you know, this is a chance that whatever I'm writing could be helpful to other people. Um, and it would be awesome if it could help <laughs> change perspectives um, it, and around rape and rape culture. It would be awesome if it mm, could yes. help. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyone change their behavior and how they interact with other people, especially when it comes to um, sex and desire. So Mm. um, yeah, it's like all of that, (laughs) all at once in in the writing and also in in sharing like um, on social media, so. Mm. Yeah. I do have actually a question. Sure. Um, when did you come to the realization that you needed therapy and how it kind of came together with the writing piece? Because I know you talked about it a little bit, but when was it when you realized, oh, the therapy and then me also writing about it is therapeutic? Like how, how did that happen? Um, I think the, the therapy came first. Um, I was, so this was when I was 18 and I was getting ready to go to college and I'm like, all right, we we can't, we got to study. Like we, (laughs) our focus has to really be on doing well. And I, and just the idea of like, okay, I'm moving away from home. Um, and while that would be a good thing, cause I would be getting away from the city where all this happened. Um, I also wasn't going to be with my mom. I also wasn't going to be with my sister. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, they're my safe space. I'm going to be in a new spot with people I don't know and Mm -hmm. potentially people I don't know if I can trust. So how am I going to protect myself? What am I going to do to deal with this thing or all these things that are bothering Mm me um, Mm -hmm. that seem to be in my way? And so therapy came first and I started that um and then I you know continued while I when I went to UCI and um oh, go anteaters I used to yes. work there. <laughs> <laughs> um and then that's when I'm like okay you know this is sitting here you know I at the time I was calling it my diary but um mm. now I call it my journal a little different <laughs> same difference but um yeah it just I felt like okay therapy's helping but I need something else to mm-hmm, like push mm-hmm. this forward faster not in an unhealthy way but just like if I can use therapy and the writing together I can heal I didn't and then I didn't even know heal was the word for it at the mm. time but I can I, it was at the time it was more like I'm going to get over this or I'm going to move past this. Mm. Um, Mm. Healing was not in my lexicon at that time. (laughs) So it was just like, all right, how am I going to get over it? Well, if I I keep going to therapy and I write, then that'll just be a way for me to just push it all out and um, it'll be gone or at least it'll be easier to deal with. Mm -hmm. So that that was the the start of it. It's about 18, 19 years old when I... kind of got that together Mm. yeah in and out of therapy since then yeah Um, but I I don't want to say it like oh in and out of therapy like it's a terrible thing no Um, it's not it it Mm -hmm. was it's I've had some therapists that were more effective than others Mm -hmm. um shout out to my current therapist Janet right now and (laughs) she's amazing um and she just, she gets me so, yeah. <laughs> without like, um, Mitra was saying without my having to over explain, she's just, right. she absolutely yeah, she gets, gets it. You. Um, and also I think 
one of the better therapy situations I had was um, going to the UCLA Rape Treatment Center. Mm. Um, intense six-month therapy that I feel like continued to propel me forward mm-hmm. and just, you know, um, introduced me to tools like meditation and mindfulness that mm-hmm. really just changed the game for me. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Wow. I didn't, I don't think I even knew UCLA had that center. Yeah. Yeah, when I was either. there, oh. if if I had known, I mm-hmm. would have gone right. myself, and I didn't even know that it existed. And I I'm so glad that it does. Yeah, I don't think I knew either when I was there. Too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I don't know if it it was there, and I do know that now. Uh, Zabi Zabi is Zabi Zabi, yeah, which who we both know and who I did a. a trauma-informed yoga training with I believe she works through that through something on campus now like rise I believe right yeah I think so yeah so there's a lot of stuff on campus now um that that's like really good resources that I don't think were there when when we were there we were there cat yeah Mm. wow and, and, and did you, did you yourself seek it? Did someone tell you about that resource or? Um, one of my, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. One of the non, not as helpful therapists. This was <laughs> the best thing that she told me. Oh gosh. That, that, that's when you know, like this is that one thing. <laughs> that, was it. Like, it was like, that was the yeah. one gift. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Uh, I just couldn't connect with her and Mm. and then I felt like okay this isn't it wasn't as effective because I didn't feel like I could really tell her everything right that was going on with me Mm -hmm. comfortably Mm. yes yeah yeah and so her letting me know about the the um, rape treatment center was phenomenal just and I'm glad I finally went I'm so glad at least she was able to do that but also don't feel shy to say a therapist wasn't good because as a therapist (laughs) Mm -hmm. as a therapist I will say look not everybody out there I'm not feeling how they operate I'll just put it out there I I'm not I I don't think every therapist is a good therapist Mm. that's you know that's just not nah like did, let's be did we, real didn't we just find out that one of them we've i just found out today that one was like racist yes yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. legit like just a racist person and they're, right. like, they have a lot of following like it's that's terrible they do have a large following and that's and that's mm, that's a whole nother topic mm-hmm. and but <laughs> and, i was gonna say feel free because i i mm-hmm. try to let folks know like you don't have to stay with a therapist right. if you do not like them if you do not feel like they're vibing with you just like i'm not everybody's cup of tea i know i'm not mm-hmm. everybody's flavor that's fine i'm not here for everybody mm-hmm. i'm here for the people that feel they can be raw with me that that's feel right. comfortable that feel mm-hmm. i can understand them without them having to over explain like you said, yeah. I'm here for the people that vibe with me. And, yeah. and um, yeah, I think it's okay to be like, hey, this just isn't a good fit for whatever right. reason. Yeah, it's really, I, t- I tell people, I'm like, finding the right therapist is like dating almost. You like really are <laughs> like, okay, do I want this? Is this, you know, it's like, this, this is, is an intimate relationship <laughs> here, is. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super important. It um, is, it really is. I, I think maybe some for some people, uh, well, I'll just speak for myself, but yeah. I think I was tired, you know, mm-hmm. like I knew that I needed therapy, but I just trying to find someone else mm-hmm. and then a place that was close enough um, where I didn't feel overwhelmed in terms of trying to get there with traffic after work, like... Mm-hmm. I just kind of stayed there with that lady because mm. it was convenient yeah. and in dealing with such heavy topics and, and, and trauma, like 
you're already exhausted. Your, your nervous system mm. is exhausted. Your brain mm. is exhausted. You're physically exhausted. Like yeah. the last thing we want to do <laughs> is be like shopping for a therapist. I mean, right. despite yeah. how important it is, I think um, at that time, just for how I felt in, in my mindset at the time, it just didn't dawn on me like, you know, find someone else maybe for on a Saturday or something like, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe you just have to take off work every two weeks for this to be able to go somewhere that's a little bit farther out. I just, I didn't have the capacity at the time, but now like I realized like this is super important and I have to prioritize it. And um, mm-hmm. when you don't have someone that you can vibe with like how do you get better how do you get the tools how do you connect with them Mm -hmm. um to really help yourself but this is you know it's a I think maybe that's what it is too just uh realizing that um the proper therapist is an embodiment of you advocating for yourself yeah because when you have that person that you can speak to and you're willing easily to tell them everything yeah um not only are you getting their feedback but you're hearing yourself like you are um you're opening up to yourself and you're starting to realize things um even as you're just you know speaking to them that you may not have been willing or able to say without this conversation and ease with them so um if anyone is like, oh, I'm, well, I'm with someone, uh, a therapist that I is that is okay. You don't want to settle for okay. You want to get someone that you absolutely can vibe with because it is so important to have the right person. That, that, and I think uh, also other therapists. I'm just gonna put this out there. We <laughs> should also be mindful if you know maybe we're not a good fit for somebody, and mm. you know we should take note if it's like okay, it doesn't seem like they feel comfortable opening up to us because sometimes folks, like you said, Jamila, it's just are so at a point where there's just no more energy mm-hmm. to to be put into things like. And so, yeah, it's also on us as therapists to take note and, and it's not it like, don't take it personal. It's not about us. It's about right. our clients and that they're receiving the best care that um, they can. And yeah, I think it's also up to us in that too. But yeah. Ooh. Thank you, Jamila. For sure. Ooh, you. Jamila, yeah. your voice, your voice is so powerful. I am so yeah. excited for your book. I am like, right. Oh, I, I want to read it right thing. now. <laughs> yeah. It's so, um, I think definitely it's very inspiring and, um, it really journey, is, it, yeah. it, it's, I like how you're not very pip, like picture perfect. Like, Oh, it's just, you know, easy or, Oh, it's just like this. It's like, you're really telling us like the ups yeah. and downs, yeah. like the, the real, you know, parts of your journey, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something to definitely appreciate. So we thank you for that. Um, I do have one question. Um, so what are some of the lessons that you've learned um, during your healing journey, through your writing, through therapy, um, even just writing, like just your writings, but writing your book, what are some things that you've learned? Ooh, um, well, one, you know, one of the ones that was really difficult or I don't know if that's the right word but um Mm -hmm. it took a while to understand um was the lesson about guilt and shame about my experiences was not for me to hold Mm. guilt and shame Mm. um what that's not on me that that shit is on them Mm -hmm. um that is on the men who, who raped me, that was not, that's not something for me to hold. No. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those two, I think are wrapped in, um, you know, societal programming and norms and, oh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, how women are looked at in terms of sexuality, how women are looked at in terms of 
what they have to offer men and all that bullshit um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah so like a lot of that was like societal messaging and Mm. you know internalizing oh I shouldn't have been there internalizing um that maybe I didn't say no enough times all all Mm. this stuff all these crazy ass ideas Mm. um and again that was because you know society stuff and me just not having conversations with other people and keeping this secret yeah but um yeah it was guilt and shame were not for me Mm -hmm. did you feel like you were blaming yourself oh hell yeah all the time all Mm. the time um but the other thing too is like they were adults (laughs) I was (laughs) they were 18 and over Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. I was 15 um 15 inexperienced Uh, I mean even if I was experienced it it doesn't matter right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it still should not have happened um but despite the fact that it did, that um, I, it took a long time for me to overcome the guilt and shame of that happening. Um, I think, you know, part of it was, you know, people in high school heard, you know, stories of what they think happened that night. And um, I never had like a chance to defend myself or say, you know, this is my side of what happened. Mm -hmm. um so I think that got you know buried too like emotionally Mm -hmm. um and so all of that was just really you know it was very difficult to deal with um and yeah blaming myself too you know keeping it all bottled up and here's like this perfect storm of all the things that (laughs) anxiety depression trauma Mm -hmm. PTSD just all sitting inside of me um but you know through therapy and um journaling exercising uh, writing yeah um these are all the things that um helped me realize okay I didn't encourage anyone to do this to me I didn't um no one deserves it but um it's probably one of the most powerful lessons that I've had is like Mm-hmm. it was not the guilt and shame were not for me that's for them right that's for them yeah mm. that's so uh thank you so fucking much for <laughs> speaking to that for speaking yeah. to the to the shame and guilt that mm-hmm. a lot of survivors feel because right. like yeah I I feel you yeah. and just listening to you I was just like yes like this needs to be said and thank you so much for for articulating it the way you did yeah yeah I think um that one and uh this one is relatively new Mm. um but just knowing that healing is not linear Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that reminder um, you know that's one of those like you see it on Instagram and you're like oh, okay screenshot and save and right. I'm gonna write this down and you do you know at least I have and I'm like yeah that's right it's not linear mm-hmm. but then when I have a setback mm-hmm. and I start talking shit to myself and I'm not kind mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. and I'm like mm-hmm. oh you fucked up and that's not embodying <laughs> that healing is is not linear um so just remembering like yeah I'm gonna mess up and sometimes I'm gonna be more anxious or sometimes the depression is gonna come back um but just understanding like now nah, this is all part of it you know mm-hmm. and forgiving myself having compassion for myself mm-hmm. um when I do have these moments or days um or events um and and knowing that I'm a resilient person I can bounce back from these things mm-hmm. is also like it's all part of the journey being yeah. Yeah. Uh, non-linear and it truly is um mm-hmm. if it were linear we could all do it 
Right. Easily. We'd be done. Mm-hmm. Maybe we wouldn't need therapy. Maybe we wouldn't need self-care books and um, self-help stuff because we would be doing it ourselves. <laughs> I'm so but that, that is not the truth. I am so glad you said that. No, it's, it's just not. That's not it's how it goes. Books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like, you know, when I do have setbacks, a lot of times it's just like go into super critical mode and I'm like, oh, this is why and that you shouldn't and you could have done better. You know better. You shouldn't have. And, you know, it could be anything from food choices um, to my appearance to, um, you know, why did you get involved with and insert whoever's name? And, um, but then I have to remember like, Hey, first of all, you're human, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't know everything, especially in that moment, you make decisions based on usually either what feels good to you or what you you what knowledge you have at that time and then you know eventually you realize okay this isn't serving me I'm either I have a choice to do something about it or stay here and and not do something about it and um, that that's where you know you'll see that line it's up and down it's (laughs) it's straight then it goes to the side Mm -hmm. um but yeah just remembering like okay um it's all right for everything to not be perfect it's you know Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and yes I'm not you know gonna get it right all the time but knowing that you know okay once I figure out maybe like what I need for myself Mm -hmm. um and using that as a platform to to keep going forward Yeah. Well, well, I did. I wanted to ask one more, maybe like a a fun, fun thing. What are (laughs) your favorite forms of self care? Like your really like luxurious ass self care. Okay. (laughs) Like loving on yourself, self care. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Loving on myself, luxurious. Okay, <laughs> this one is low key. I'll go like we'll go low, medium, high. Um, oh, good. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of low ones. Um, setting out my outfit for the next day, mm. including socks, underwear. <laughs> okay, mm. the whole the and whole my bra. The whole nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the reason I do that is because. I can take my time and like, all right, what's the weather going to be like? Oh, okay. Yeah. Figure out the weather. Oh, that'd be good for jeans. Well, oh, I like these socks. That'll go to the shirt. And it's just like, I like curate an outfit for myself that I know is going to make me feel good. Mm. And so it's very, it can seem like very trivial or silly, but it's one thing like um, when I take my time to do it, I feel better and then I'm not rushed in the morning and making haphazard decisions and like I hate this outfit I don't feel good today because now I'm everything's ruined because yeah so to prevent that the night before or even several days before sometimes I'll do it for a couple of days and I literally will pull out like according to the weather what I'd like to wear Um, and it's just a nice ritual for me and I feel like more in control of my decisions, mm-hmm. um, which helps lower anxiety for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's soothing. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It just feels yeah. good to take out. Ooh, I like that top. Well, oh, that'll be a perfect thing to wear. You know, I don't know. I even did it like for today. <laughs> yes I love it because I was like oh okay well I want something that's like a little light just in case I like sweat because I get nervous but Mm -hmm. also that's going to keep me warm 
and that I'm going to be comfortable in. Um, so I did that for today. Uh, but yeah, that's a regular practice. Um, that would be like on the low end. So not so much that wouldn't qualify so much as luxury, but it's more, it's a little bit more practical, but it's because it's so soothing and um, something that allows me to take my time and uh, like slow down. Yeah. Um, uh, that would be one, one small one. Um, luxury medium. Uh, <laughs> chocolate. Okay. So Ooh. yeah. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Chocolate. Chocolate. Yes. So I like, um, I like to snack. Me too. A, a lot. Me too. Yeah. I'm like, me so, too. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um, and I also like to eat dessert, but I usually Ooh, yes. eat it way too late. So uh, to prevent that, I make a, a little trail mix for myself. And it has dark chocolate pieces, sometimes chocolate chips, whatever dark chocolate I have available, I'll use it, break it up if I need to, with um, almonds, cashews if I have them, um, toasted coconut chips, mm. and that's like my, all right, I've finished work for today, and I'm sitting here either checking email or not, and I just want something, a little pick-me-up, in the afternoon and that's it and I can just sit there and um and eat it and be mm -hmm. okay just sitting there eating my little <laughs> my little luxurious snack um that's cute and uh, on good. the high Ooh. end mm -hmm. um pre-covid I was getting massages once Ooh. a month yeah oh my gosh can I yes. say something about massages real quick um, so I'm getting vaccinated on Monday and everyone yeah. was like what are you gonna do when you get vaccinated and I was like I'm gonna go get myself a massage what yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so big it's so big oh my gosh mm -hmm. yeah I've I've missed them yeah. dearly and um I you know for a long time I was just getting them oh it's my birthday Oh, it's the end of the school year. Right. That's what you do. And they were like irregular. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I was, I finally, and they were also hella expensive. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But now that they're, um, you know, more reasonable, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I can three weeks, every three to five weeks, let's do it. And so um, I go to, it's called Simply Massage. It's an offshoot of um, Burke Williams. Mm -hmm. And it's in the marina, which is very close to my job physically. And so I could go there after school, like on a Friday, and go get a massage. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I realized, ooh, driving home in traffic after a massage, it's not relaxing. You know, <laughs> kind of undo you know uh, the superpowers of the massage so mm -hmm. I started scheduling them on the weekend when there's mm. no traffic and mm. so the drive home was easy peasy and it was just like so I'm driving home with the high of the massage <laughs> yeah yeah and then I could come yeah. home and take a nap mm -hmm. and it so it was just like okay whenever I schedule the massage, I schedule it early enough where um, I could have it, come home, maybe eat if I was like super hungry and then take a nap. And it was just like me enveloping myself in this cocoon of fuzzy goodness. Like, <laughs> um, so I mm. found that, that that worked a lot better for me and it just helped keep like the I don't know, the massage soothy feels, you know, for the yeah. remainder of the day. It just <laughs> mm -hmm. lasted a lot longer. Um, and so. And I think they're more affordable yeah. now too, right? Because Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because people aren't going. Yeah. <sighs> That's amazing. <laughs> Self-care is so important. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just I the know. littlest things. I loved how you did low, medium, high. Like <laughs> yeah. I know. From the littlest thing to like the biggest thing, it's like yeah. it all matters, you know. It does. 
It really does. The little things are the big things right now mm-hmm. for real. Like they're getting us through. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jamila, can you tell us a little bit about your projects um, and your upcoming book? We're really excited to hear about it. Sure. Um, ooh, projects. Well, I am slowly working on <laughs> my blog um, where I just talk about um, experiences that I am having or have had, um, commentary on social events um and let's see what else i am writing some short stories but those are kind of on the back burner because i'm trying to finish up the first draft for my novel Mm. um so it's called becoming a woman that's my working title and um so the title comes from one of the men that um, that was part of the assault. And he asked me if it was something like, oh, well, he said, he didn't, it wasn't actually a question. He says, we're going to make you a woman. Yeah. And, you know, at the time I'm like how do you respond to that you know um and actually one of the lines I wrote about was like but I'm already having my period so I'm already a woman like what are they gonna do (laughs) that would make me a woman Mm. um but I wanted to snatch that phrase and make it mine Um, and make it empowering because it wasn't their acts that made me a woman. Um, It was the fact that I was a survivor. It was the fact that I'm a resilient person um, that made me a woman. That was me becoming a woman. Um, So it wasn't just uh, biologically. It wasn't because of them. Like it was completely independent of them, but um, also it was because of them that I was able to be a resilient person it was because of them that um you know I have this journey and um and I'm I'm still here I'm still standing like one of the things that I like to say all the time it's like Mm. I'm still standing you know you guys they 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 tried to fuck me up they um, you know, tried to cut me down. Um, but I'm still here. I'm still fucking standing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it, that didn't, that didn't work, guys. <laughs> nope, not today. No. Not, not tomorrow today. and not the next day. And after yes. that, nope. Oh. Yeah. I cannot wait to buy your book. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm so, so excited for it to be, I mean, no pressure on finishing it. Go at your own pace. No pressure. Go at your own pace. But I'm just saying I'm so fucking excited to support you in this. Um, I I can't wait. Um, And oh, do you want to share your your, uh, blog name, the name of your blog so people can can follow? Um. Let's see. Yeah, what is the name? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Terrible. Um, well, okay, let's start with my Instagram. Let's just do that okay, first. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, the, and this will also all be in the show notes too. So yeah. No, no stress. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't memorize these things because I throw them on um, Linktree and I'm like, all right, that's it. I don't have to think about oh. it. Well, that's good so, to know. So then everyone can find everything on your link tree on your Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my um, Instagram is Jamela Ada with only two A's instead of three. So that's at J-E-M-I-L-A-D-A. 
So it's my first and middle name squished together. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you uh, for joining us today. This was very um, powerful. Um, And I know our listeners will definitely be impacted by this. And I think they'll be inspired by this. Um, And so thank you. And I know it's a a vulnerable place to share your story. Um, So thank you for doing that too, as well. We really appreciate you. This was great. Jamila, this yes. is so good. Mm-hmm. I know. Jam- well, Jamila, you already know I love you, but I, lo- I love you and, and thank you yeah, so much you. for I sharing so openly. <laughs> I appreciate you all having me here. And um, this was like so much fun. I didn't sweat. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be oh, uh, stressful. <laughs> I was like yeah. building this up in my mind of course because you know anxiety and all yeah and um oh I, this was this was fun I feel like just super comfortable and uh, excited and so and honored to to be here and be part of your podcast so thank you Kat and Mitra I appreciate thank you invite having me get to talk yes. to you thank and you your listeners so Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And cue music. Okay, I'm done.